So if something gives you a false sense of security, it makes you believe that you're safe when you're not. This usually is done by masking or shifting the responsibility or risk to something or someone else. So a man named Abraham uh, Harold Maslow created this pyramid. And if you're familiar with the old food pyramid or the food pyramid, then it looks like that. This pyramid outlines three, uh, three basic human needs. Basic needs, which are at the bottom, psychological needs, which is in the middle, and self-fulfillment needs, which is at the top in the form of a pyramid. So at the bottom, of the, at the bottom is the basic needs, and it's broken into two parts. The first part is uh, water, air, rest, things like that, which is basic, basic uh, human needs. The second part, which is right above that, is security and safety. And so as I list some of the things um, that create a false sense in cybersecurity, I understand that it's you know basic human nature to want to feel safe and secure, and humans will, will latch on to anything that resembles security for them. And so this uh, na- this human nature spills over to the workplace, and you know the items they purchase and how they function and how they operate with things. So, what are some examples of a false sense of cybersecurity? So, the first one is cameras, right? <clears throat> uh, you know, you have cameras outside your building, you have them, you know, in hallways, you have them in different places. So, a camera falls under uh, detection and deterrence. So a camera's job is to record, monitor, you know, a particular area. And so, um, and it's also um, there to discourage people from taking a particular action. So if you see a camera, you're more likely to not do something than you normally would if there was no camera. That's the whole purpose of a camera and also to record you. But a camera will not prevent you from being harmed or you know robbed and that's kind of what happens to a lot of people is that you know the first thing they hit was like well i have security cameras they're not going to stop you know someone who's doesn't care about a camera um so you know things like parking lots and stuff where you see there's always cameras um you still see a lot of bad things happen because they just they're not their job isn't to protect but people don't know that Another one is an SSL certificate. So if you use the browser recently or anytime in the last months, uh, you'll see the lock in the corner. You should see the lock in the corner, the left-hand corner, which is telling you that the website is secure, the one you're using is secure, and that the information transferred between you and the website uh, cannot be intercepted by you know malicious people. Well, the false sense of security on that is where malicious people can set up fake you know uh, secure websites too there's nothing to determine the difference between a bad guy and a good person who sets up one of these sites now obviously you know a bad guy can't set up google.com but someone could set up you know google-secure.com and someone who doesn't know any better will look at the lock and say oh cool and you know end up giving their information away uh, using an Apple device, which is you know pretty popular here in the Bay Area, so people who own and use an Apple device, an iPad, a laptop, an iPhone, um, they feel like they're more secure because you know Apple does do things a little bit differently, and it's not Windows, which is known to have you know more malware and uh, things like ransomware than Macs, and so the result is that Mac users engage in more riskier 
uh, actions because that. So something that's fairly safe, uh, users decide to um, undo all that and make riskier choices. Uh, the next one is long passwords. Again, uh, your password looks like some kid just slammed on the keyboard uh, a few times with a 24 characters long that has every single uppercase, lowercase, you know, symbol possible. Um, that gives people a false sense of security because it feels like, okay, well, if I create a long password, then my data is secure. Well, what it doesn't address is that the company's job to secure it, it that password does not mean anything. Um, the password just means that your login is your login is strong, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't uh, reveal that the company that's in charge of doing that doesn't mean anything to them. Uh, the next is encryption. So encryption converts uh, clear text to scrambled ciphertext, and it makes it more difficult to read. So if you lose an encrypted device, you know people hear the word encryption. They may not even know what it is, but they know it's a good thing to have it. And so just having a service or a device that has it gives the illusion of security. So for example, you know, an iPhone, right? Um, you know, you put a password on an iPhone that encrypts your messages and your emails. Um, but what it doesn't, what the encryption doesn't tell you or what you don't know about encryption is, it's, it's still susceptible to uh, things. If you put your password to 11111, and someone tries it, well, your data is still encrypted, but you know, your, your password is 11111. So, you know, and again, you know, the same thing with a um, touch ID is, you know, you set your touch ID, yeah, it encrypts your, your fingerprint and all the data on your phone, but then someone could easily, while you're asleep, just put your finger on the touch ID location and your phone's unlocked. So um, that's another false sense of security. And um, another one, is uh, antivirus, you know, next-gen AV or endpoint protection. Basically, the software used to catch viruses, malware, ransomware on your computer. Well, they don't protect against advanced threats and, you know, they don't protect against everything. So people who have this, again, typically engage in riskier uh, internet activity, which, you know, defeats the whole purpose of pretty much the, uh, the, the antivirus software is that it's supposed to, you know, promote internet safe internet activity it's not just supposed to you know allow you to do all kind of reckless stuff on the internet um another one is awareness training now you know if you may have heard um or you may have heard me i'll definitely mention it many many times that businesses need some form of security awareness training this is to train prop users on proper internet practices um new threats and procedures about you know what's going on how to be safe um, and training also, you know, gives people the proper tools and things to use, but training does not ensure that the rules are going to be followed. If you put someone in a training program, that just gives them the, the, the tools and the resources, but it doesn't ensure they're going to be followed. And so people lean heavily on awareness training or some kind of training and then don't do anything else behind it, which defeats the purpose again. Um, another false sense of security is going to be uh, a, fi a physical security fence. So, you know, when you see a fence, you know, we're talking like a barbed wire fence or a gate. Uh, many people assume that the fence can't be scaled or cut. I remember when I was, you know, a teenager and I had to walk home from school, there was this long like street, I guess alley that was, you know, had a barbed wire fence on both sides. 
And I quickly learned that if I just took my t-shirt off and put the shirt on top of the barbed wire, I can hop the fence without slicing my body up and do that on the other side. And so save myself, you know, 10 minutes of walking. Um, and so, you know, at a young age, I just knew that barbed wire fences, you know, you can hop a fence you, and I've seen people hop a fence. You don't even need to do what I did. Um, that's a, that's less of a case with uh, razor wire, which is the circle part, the circle time you see in you know, more secure places. But again, you can easily just grab a bolt cutters and cut the, um, cut the fence. Um, a pair of bolt cutters that cost like 10 bucks, you can cut the fence and you don't even need to touch the barb or the razor wire. Same thing with a uh, circular saw. You know, these things come with batteries. They're fairly quiet too. You can cut a hole in the fence pretty easily. So a fence doesn't necessarily guarantee you security. Hence the false sense. Um, <clears throat> security in the network closet. Um, a lot of times you'll have a network closet. This is usually where your internet lives, the box lives, everything comes into the building. Well, having security on that room, whether it's locked, you know, access control, or even a camera inside that room doesn't mean that your internet is safe or anything regarding the internet is safe. It just means that that room is secure. Um, so that's that's a huge one. I, I hear that pretty often. It's like, oh, our network closet secure. That, that doesn't mean anything. If your people are still clicking on emails, they don't have to go in the closet to click an email. Um, cyber insurance. Again, I've heard this excuse many, many, many times. Uh, little that businesses know that uh, cyber insurance really doesn't cover a lot, especially when it comes to a data breach. And most times that they're not covered for the things that they do cover. Um, and especially things like reputation, cyber insurance doesn't protect against reputation, depending on what's going on. Cyber insurance will protect specific things. And most businesses do not um, look at the fine print. They look at the price, the prices are reasonable, they pay for it and done. Again, they lean heavily on the insurance when they don't even know the insurance is gonna cover them properly. Um, the next one is uh, security attestation. Um, and that's, uh, you know, your, your certifications, like your SOC 2, your HIPAA, your FedRAMP compliance. These are um, where the company elects to get a particular certification and says this is our security posture and then they stand they stand behind it with you know some form of um, auditing and so externally a customer could say oh wow they have their SOC 2 or you know this is you know they're doing safe practices around data protection but a lot of a lot of companies that get hacked have all these certifications and more so again from externally at least it doesn't it doesn't protect the users from that side and internally, what I've seen is companies that do have these certifications, it's not clear to the staff that those protections and all the work that was put into making, you know, getting that certification only applies to certain portions of the company where maybe it's an engineering team, maybe it's the application that the company sells and the rest of the company doesn't, that doesn't, all those security practices doesn't really apply to them. All the resources are being put, you know, where it needs to be. So. All that stuff doesn't necessarily mean you're secure. And again, a lot of these big data breaches, if you check, they got all the badges, certifications, logos that you could possibly have. <clears throat> so the last one, um, I saved the best one for last. 
Um, and I'm pretty sure everyone has seen this at one point or another on the internet, no matter of a form you fill out, you stick in your email or any form of information, you'll see these four words and it's the worst four words that a person like me can see. It's, we protect your privacy. Now, these word, these four letters, four words, I mean, uh, is pretty much overly used everywhere, right? Pretty much every site is gonna say, we protect your privacy, we care about this, we care about this. Those are just words on a screen. It doesn't mean that they don't care about them, but as you have seen, all these companies always will have that we protect your privacy thing and you know they're doing their security is lax as anything so you know and, and the companies that do do it they may have a genuinely want to protect your privacy but they don't possess the actual resources to do it so you know unfortunately they could and then some businesses are going to finesse you right up if we just tell them we protect your privacy that gives them that little bit of extra to give it up to them so they can get the transaction done so that's pretty much it for this video um, but I did want to leave you with a snippet of some information that I got when it was regarding the psychology and how um, the guy who created that pyramid about security and it's uh, and an illusion. So it goes like this. Security is an illusion or at its best temporary. One can enjoy the sense of security while at the same time keeping in mind that it is an illusion and that the world is chaotic and that any time that sense of security may be stripped away. Pretty deep, right? So anyways, um, that's it. Comment down below. Please like and share the video. Uh, Till next time.